Before we jump into this episode of Yield Today, I just wanted to give two quick thank yous. The first is to Parker Kane of the Upbeat Podcast. He just really blew me away when he came to the fall 2018, I believe, new student talent show over at BYU-Idaho and just did some beatboxing and I'm not going to pretend to... All right, I'll try. (laughs) That was really bad. I should get some lessons from Parker, but anyway, his presentation was amazing and super inspiring. And then he started a podcast and he's just really grown up. All right. I sound like his mom. He's just really, I don't know. He's blossomed a lot from podcasting and I've grown a lot from podcasting and it's been amazing to see just how he's been able to get better at doing his interviews and whatnot. And he's done like over 60 episodes. I think I've heard every single one. I didn't hear this week's yet. I listened to a little bit of it today. Super good. I need to finish up the rest of it. It was with this guy who does like a bunch of crazy bungee jumping stuff. So yeah, pretty cool stuff. So definitely check his podcast out. The second thank you goes to Alessandra Guerra. Sorry, I am not good at rolling my R's, but that's kind of what she does on her podcast. It's called How to Empower Create encourage it says ece as one two three is kind of her catchphrase it's pretty cool the crazy thing is she told me that my podcast was pretty helpful for her getting the inspiration and i guess the wanting to start her own podcast and it's pretty cool because i've been pretty inspired by her podcast and she's done five episodes and i've listened to every single one and she recently gave me a shout out on her podcast so that was really thoughtful and just really nice of her. I'm definitely thankful for her and all the all the love and everything that she puts into our podcast. It's really amazing, very underrated. I would totally give it a listen. Every single episode I listen to, there's something that sticks out in it or I I'm taking notes of course and there's something like, "Oh, I could recently on her most recent podcast she just talked about one thing that stood out to me was just if you take the path that is where you won't be vulnerable, you might not learn as much. And she just tells these really cool stories. So I won't spoil any more of it. Definitely check her podcast out. Both links, of course, are always in the show notes. Thank you both. And keep up the good work. All right, now let's hop into this episode. You're a good person. It's important that I tell you that. This entire podcast is built around an acronym that I made for the word YIELD. It stands for Yes, I, Envision, Love, Demonstrated. This acronym has helped me a ton in my work, school life, and in pursuing my passions and being able to help other people as well as growing my habits and becoming a better person. My biggest hope is that this podcast will help you to treat the opportunities and the people in your life differently. Learn to yield today and it'll be a better tomorrow. What's up, everybody? This is Dallin Canlin. We are back with Yield Today, episode number 22. You're never alone. Three tender stories. So, holy cow, sometimes I have so much stuff going on in my brain and I'm not able to like, it's kind of like you go to the fast food restaurant. It's like, all right, I want to do my homework and then I want to go to bed. Wait, I want to play some video games too. Can we put all that in there in one package? How much does that cost? four hours. How about, no, let's take the video games out. Let's put some writing in my book in, and it becomes this crazy mess. And even with coming up with this podcast episode, there are so many different ways I could go about this. And this leads me to indecision. 
indecision is not good because that basically means that you are not able to decide and thus you're not able to make any progress. You think of like a multiple choice test. Something I've run into is sometimes I'm taking the test and I get hung up on this one question and it's like, it's C or D, it's C or D. I know it is C or D. Which one is it? I am losing my mind. And then I'm like, I don't know. And I just sit there and I look at it. And I just wait. And then I'm like, all this time has gone by. 10 minutes have gone by. I was like, dude, this is probably the hardest question on the entire test. And I've spent all this time looking at it. And I still don't know the answer. And then you go forward and you're like, all right, maybe I do know the answer to this. Maybe, yeah. Like sometimes the rest of the test helps you with that part of the test. And the same thing goes for life. Like some things you cannot just figure out going head on into it. And yeah, indecision's not a good thing. The first story is one of indecision. So I knew I was going to FHE. It was a long drive. So FHE's family on the evening. I'm a young single adult. And so they're doing this like little get together thing, you know, kind of a fellowship. Let's play cards or board games or have a little spiritual message sort of thing. So they were doing that. All of a sudden it started to rain cats and dogs. I heard no barking or meowing, but believe me, it was raining very hard and I was just driving there and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm going to go back to college really soon. I I like these people, but I don't want to risk my life because last time I was on this road, it was just really dangerous. It was dark and I wasn't super used to driving the car. I was driving in the dark with pouring rain and I was just like, I can't do this, but I felt like God needed me to be there. And I'm like, but I can't go. And I'm like, I'm losing my mind right now. I'm literally losing my mind. And so I chose to go into this random apartment complex and I just parked and I prayed and I just was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do right now. And this is kind of the indecision thing. I'm like, all right, tell me what the next step is. And sometimes like God's not going to tell you what the next step is. Sometimes the next step, the next step is to hit record, to go see that person you've been thinking about all day long, et cetera, et cetera. You need to yield today so it can be a better tomorrow for you and especially for the other person who's been praying for help. Anyway, so I was praying and all of a sudden I had this thought, huh, the snowflakes place. I think it's open. Snowflakes place. <laughs> Snowball place. Could you imagine buying snowflakes? Um, no. So this awesome snowball place was open and I hadn't been there yet. So like the same snowball place gets redone, different people go and, and it in the past it had been really good. And I was excited for it. And I was like, you know what? Let's just treat ourselves to a snowball. So I went over there and it was still pouring rain. And oh my goodness, the details are coming back to mind as I'm talking. So this is super exciting. Here's imagine like this door, like this window, like kind of a drive through window, but it's a smaller place, just the window. And this guy realizes there's nobody there and he goes inside the grocery store Then he comes back. If I remember correctly, he sprinted when he saw me. He's like, what? There's somebody there. It's this pouring rain. And he later told me that he had no customers the last two hours. So honestly, this was an answer to both of our prayers. And that's often how God works. He answers, he answers both people's prayers at once. And that, of course, extends because it compounds. You know, those blessings compound. You want to help other people out because of how you felt God's love. And it's just this crazy cycle, this amazing compounding cycle. And that's just 
Mind-boggling. Cannot understand that. But I was very thankful for this. He opens up the window and is pouring rain. He's like, what's up, man? Wasn't that excited, but he was very like, I don't know. He just came off very good to me. And he ended up giving me a free snowball, this giant snowball. And he made sure it was perfect. He was like, is this a good flavor? He's like, all right, I want you to try this flavor. Do you like this flavor? I want you to have the best flavor, best moment. He wanted this to be my moment. And it was my moment. I was like, this one, this one's good. He's like, all right, it's on the house. I was like, no way. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, just come back another time. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll bring my sisters and my brother. And I did keeping my word like a week or two later, I brought them all in. So he made some good money on me, but I'll never forget how I felt in that moment because I just remember going home and I just shared some of it with my family. And I was like, that, that was no joke, man. And I just enjoyed the rest of the night. I don't even know what I did, but it was good. And so that was the first story. So you just never know. Like sometimes, I don't know. You just never know. And that guy, his name's Dylan. I, uh, my name's Dallin. So it's kind of cool. But anyway, I got his phone number so we could talk sometime, talk strategy. Cause I love talking strategy. I don't know why. I just love talking strategy, talking about better ways to improve your life, ways to improve your business or whatever. I eat it all up for breakfast. That's why I'm reading a lot of different books and whatnot right now and trying a bunch of different things. So that's kind of the first story. And I'd say the main takeaway from that is God cares about the little things in your life. He cared that I was feeling a little bit anxious, was feeling this overscheduled indecision mixture that was driving me up the wall. Literally, I was driving in a car. I didn't drive up a wall, but that would have been super cool. Anyways... God cares about the little things in your life. And with this coronavirus junk, this is a perfect time for God to kind of help you out. Whether it's spending more time with your family, reading scriptures more, starting that business. Like for me, starting a business, although I don't really have a quote unquote business, I have done some business like ventures, a number of them, and I've prayed for help with all of them in some way. And I felt God helping me out with them in some way or fashion, especially this podcast, which I feel very inspired and guided in doing right now. So that's the first story. And the second story is a little bit shorter. So I was working at this place called Bouncy before my mission trip, and I learned so much. I think I've talked about this in the past. I got to work with kids, play basketball with them in the, these little inflatable things, chase them around play catch, goof off, but not be stupid, you know? So it was just all a great time. And I also was in charge of helping out with washing the inflatables if nobody was there and doing other things. But I love, 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 love my boss, Tony. And Amy is also really great. And I could talk up the street and back down the street about how awesome they are. And a lot of my coworkers are really good too. But they expected a lot out of their employees And I still hadn't had my mission call. And I believe this was August. That's kind of what my brain's telling me right now. Didn't have my mission call. I was working on my mission papers for the, to serve as a missionary for the church of Jesus Christ of Irish saints, but things just weren't working out. Like I'm not going to put point fingers at anybody. I just believe like, yo, God's got this. He's always got this. And the timing is going to work out. And it did, but There was one particular day and I just remember sitting at the top of one of the inflatables and I just done a lot of just wiping, just straight wiping. And I was like, because if nobody comes, then I need to like clean and and whatnot. And I was like, 
I cannot do this today. Plus, I don't even know if I'm going on a mission still because there's been no, like, there's been no, nothing. There's been no, like, all right, Dallin, you're going on a mission and this is where you're going. It was, it's just this thing I've been wanting to do. And I mean, I've, I've had a lot of different, I knew I was going and it was going to happen. There's the question is when, and just hanging on and being patient. And I remember I was just really sad and I was just like, I cannot do this. I have to be so patient in this job. And I love this job, but it just takes a lot out of you sometimes kids and whatnot. And I love kids, but it was just, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot of work, hard work anyway. And I just remember the hymn brightly beams her father's mercy hymn number 335 in the hymn book that I sing in my church. And uh, I'm not going to sing the whole thing. I'm not going to sing any of it. Actually, I guess I could. I've never sang on the podcast yet. I, I, I why, why not? Let's just give it a try. We can just go for it. It's my podcast. Why not? So I'm just, I'm just going to do the third verse. So trim your feeble lamp, my brother. Some poor sailor tempest-tossed Try now to make the harbor In the darkness may be lost Let the lower lights be burning Send a gleam across the wave some poor fainting struggling seamen you may rescue you may save all right well i've sang on the podcast whoop-de-doo i feel like that went pretty well actually these lyrics the whole song i know the whole song by heart it came to mind and it just really hit me just that way like how god speaks to you individually i felt it like dude there are people that need your help and i'm gonna help you out with all of this and you just need to hang on for another month or two and it's all gonna be just fine and you just have to trust me for two more stinking months and I did and it worked out great and I still remember that experience. The rest of the day I remember wasn't particularly amazing, but I'd had that experience where again it was an answer to prayer and crying out for help and the help came. The blessings came. The sea was parted, everything worked out. I served the mission, it was awesome. I learned a ton, it was hard, it was great, but I met so many people that completely filled that song and there's people i still meet that are that i'm putting in the lyrics of that song or that have really helped me and guided me and i've been able to help them in some way and then they're able to help me later on and there's plenty of people on my mission trip that many of them i still try to keep in touch with who maybe they were really going to be quote unquote lost in the sea of life and they needed help and now they're okay because I was there and the Lord used me to help them. So there's a number of people like that. And it's extremely humbling to look back on that experience. And so that's another that's another one of those you're never alone moments. Just and Mosiah 427 is just one that's really helped me out lately. Just, you know, see that thing. All these things are done in wisdom and in order for it is not requisite that a man should run faster than he has strength. But again, it is expedient that he should be diligent 
that thereby he might win the prize. Therefore, all things must be done in order. I'd say with the second story, I just say, you're never alone. Trust God's timing because he knows all those prayers you're praying, all those crazy things you're asking about, you know, those dreams of people you want to help, you know, all those good things he knows he's listening and, you know, he's going to work with you on those things. So I know that's for certain. And the spirit does not lie. Like when the spirit of God tells you something, it's because it's true. Or when it impresses you, something on your mind, like that song has done for me, and that song's helped me out so many times later, like has helped me so many times over, it's for a reason. God's trying to tell you a message. And one of those messages, of course, is that you're never alone. Because that whole hymn, Brightly Beams Our Father's Mercy, basically means that God's like a lighthouse. His light and everything's like a lighthouse, and it's shining on all of us all the time. But the thing is, the lighthouse is able to help you see like you've made it, you're on your way sort of thing, but you need to have lower lights to kind of help you to get to get through those little crazy passages, little boulders and, that you can run into that could sink your ship. I'd like to read a little thing on the tabernaclechoir.org website. Ever since I read this a while ago, it's really inspired me and helped me when it comes to this song, and I hope that it inspires and helps you appreciate the song a little bit more as well. A long time ago, noted preacher Dwight Moody told his congregation a story about a boat helplessly rocking and plunging on a stormy, starless night near the Cleveland Harbor. The mariners on board could see the lighthouse, but they needed to find their way through the narrow passage in the treacherous rocks that surrounded the harbor. Normally, a light on the shore aligned with the lighthouse marked the passage to safety. But on this night, the lower lights had gone out. Finally, the desperate captain decided they had no choice but to proceed into the harbor without the guidance of the lower lights. With a strong hand and brave heart, but in almost total darkness, the old pilot turned the wheel. Tragically, he missed the channel, crashed the boat upon the rocks, and lost the lives of his sailors. Moody then explained the lesson to be learned from his story. The master will take care of the great lighthouse, but he depends on us to keep the lower lights burning. Philip Paul Bliss, so the guy who wrote this him was directing the singing at the meeting that night and was so inspired by Moody's story that he wrote what would become one of the most popular hymns, Brightly Beams Our Father's Mercy. He also composed the music, a hymn tune known as Lower Lights, which is first published in 1871. The storms of life put many around us in peril. They may long to approach the light of our Father's mercy, but are unsure how to navigate the obstacles in their way. We all know how they feel because each of us has been lost at sea from time to time. Most often, God uses us to rescue them. If we can keep the light of faith burning in our hearts, if we align our light with the light above, we can guide an exhausted mariner safely home. We can be the lower lights that send a gleam across the wave. Some poor fainting, struggling seaman, some poor fainting, struggling seaman, we may rescue, we may save. I just love that so much. That's so amazing to me. Like if you have a really strong cause and something you're going for and you're putting fire on it and you're going after it, you can rescue and help people, you and your community together. And that is just so amazing to me. So that's the second story, kind of a longer. I I wasn't planning on singing that song, 
But man, that is a good one. And again, the link of the article that I just read is in the show notes. Our third and final story for today talks about a really wonderful older lady who's definitely been a lower light in my life. Her name's Grace Dixon, and she's over in Idaho. So I met her while I was at college, and basically my ward, the congregation, we were asked to prepare the sacrament, and to give. I was asked to give a talk in her ward, and I knew I was only going to be giving a talk for these like 20, 30 you know, senior ladies, but I, you know, I tried to put together a good talk and after the meeting and everything, she was like, that was really good. And I was like, thanks. And she's like in her nineties, man, just amazing. And she wanted to give me some candy. So I walked her back to her room and she gave me some candy. And after that, she just told me some really wonderful things. She's like, I can tell you're a really good person. I can tell that You have so much going for you and you just got to keep trusting God and you just got to keep going and live the life, you know, just keep living your faith, keep on living your faith and hold on to the, you know, knowledge that you've gained of God, that testimony you have of him, keep trusting the Holy Spirit. And she's just really happy for me and really excited for me. And I went back to her room, I don't know, probably in total about eight or nine times, if not more than that. And I would go on Sundays when they did the, we did a little Sunday singing thing as a group, me and a bunch of other people. I just kind of bandwagoned on and I'd go by and see Grace sometimes. I wrote her a letter. I, uh, yeah, she's just really great. And she made a big impact in my life, all just from talking to me and just listening to me. I just really appreciate her. Every time I went into her little room, she just, you could feel like, you just felt really peaceful, like so peaceful. I i just cannot describe it. It was really just amazing. And I was just like, this is the benefit and the fruit of somebody who has tried to chase after God, try to chase after just being the best person she can be and make the most of everything her whole life. And I don't know if I'll be able to see her again since I'm stuck at home, you know, until fall because of everything that's been going on. And yeah, I'm going to try to send her a letter soon. But something that she always told me that I will share really quickly on this podcast, she just said, if you are grateful every day and you love everybody and you read your scriptures every day, everything's going to be amazing. And I really appreciated her amazing faith and sharing that with me. And through meeting Grace, I met Bernice, I met Joan, I met all these fun other older ladies. And it was just a really a ball. And I knew I would miss these moments when I got back home. And I surely do. Yep. Pretty amazing stuff. This lady who is, she's definitely older, was able to influence me and just I don't know. That just really is a big lesson to me that no matter how broken or how worthless or how old you feel you are, you can still be of amazing benefit to people. God can still use you. You can listen to people. You can be genuine. And that goes such a long way. You cannot measure it. You can't measure it. Like Grace has made such an indelible impression in my heart, just just from her goodness and the things that she shared with me. So those are the three stories for today. You are never alone. And the three stories share that God cares about the little things in your life. 
He sees the big picture, so trust his timing. And of course, no matter how old or and no matter what, like for me, when I felt alone, like being able to help other people has always helped. Whether it's writing letters and sending them and knowing I'm making a difference, all these different things can help you feel valued. And I think that is so important during this crazy coronavirus shing ding craziness that is going on right now. And this was a longer episode. I am feeling much better after my surgery. I've been healing up very well. And yeah, so I'm excited for the future. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed recording it and it was a ball. Definitely put a lot of love and hope and good stuff into this. I felt really aided, you know, in doing this. So I really hope you guys enjoyed it and share with people that you think might benefit from it. Subscribe to the podcast. I will see you guys next Monday. Thank you all again. Don't forget to yield today and it will be a better tomorrow.